Hello everyone and welcome to the Nisa Day FC Podcast. I'm Josh Taylor and on today's episode, on the first episode of 2024, I'll catch you up on all the latest news that's happened around the Nisa League since our last episode. And then for my final thoughts, I'll share with you what I've been seeing on social media and we'll also discuss this show solid year growing in 2023 my top five episodes of 2023 and what to expect from this podcast in 2024 and more so stay tuned guys i got another solid episode of the nice today fc podcast coming up right now enjoy the show back to the show everyone and happy new year we now enter 2024 i hope the new year is treating you all well and your new year's resolutions is off to a good start and guys we are only two months away from kickoff for the 2024 nisa season and since our last episode since the holidays there's been too much news going around, but there has been some Nisa stuff that has popped up over the last couple weeks. So let's get right into it. Now, the big news that was announced last week was that the Nisa League announced a new expansion team. And this team is moving up from the Nisa Nation to Nisa Pro for this upcoming season. And that club is Capo FC. Now, let me just get into the press release here real quick, and then I'll share my thoughts. So this was, so this announcement was made last week, as I mentioned, on December twenty eighth. Today, the National Independent Soccer Association welcomes amateur side Capistrano FC, also known as Capo FC, and they'll be taking the pitch in twenty twenty four. And we'll read your quote here from Nisa Executive Vice President Josh Pruch. Quote, Capo FC is the club with amazing heritage and community ties. For years, we have been working towards this event alongside USSF. That's the U.S. Soccer Federation. To provide the platform and opportunity to show that true community clubs like Capo FC should not be ignored in the professional landscape 
in the United States. End quote. Now it says here in the press release, Kapo FC, you know, began as a grassroots club, community youth club in 2006, and they played in a lot of leagues. They played in the Southwest Premier League. They played in the United Premier Soccer League, and they played last summer in USL League Two. And Kapo FC, you know, they played in Nisa Nation for the last three seasons, and. They've been preparing to go pro for, you know, quite some time. Now, I remember a couple years ago, I think it was in, at the end of 2022, Kapo FC, we talked about it because there was a rumor at the time that Kapo FC was preparing to go pro. So we thought it was going to be, you know, last year, but it didn't happen. And here we are a year later, and now they're making the jump. So Kapo FC, I saw the reaction on social media was very positive. Uh, I know uh, former Nisa Nation managing director Ron Patel. He was a uh, he was very happy about this move. Uh, so, and for for Nisa, I think this has been their goal to try to you know this has been the purpose of Nisa Nation. We talked about this with Dennis Pope a couple of times when we chatted with him last year about setting up Nisa Nation, you know, as an incubator league, give these teams time to you know, prepare for that next level going to pro. And Kapo FC is one of those examples. Now, I know, yes, we've had, you know, Bay Cities and Valley United FC. That didn't work out. And a couple years ago in Club de Leon, last year was very rough for them. But sometimes that happens. And eventually you, you get in a position where, a stable club is finally able to, to make the jump. And in this case, Kapo FC is making that next move. So let me read you a quote here from Kapo FC president, club director, and head coach, Peter Carey. Quote, Nisa makes it possible for a small local club like us to get into a pro league without having to compromise our culture or change our identity. Our membership allows us to grow deeper in our community, giving our little ones something to dream and players to look up to that come from the same neighborhoods that have the same background and the same upbringing, end quote. And as you mentioned, Kapo FC, they're a club that's had, you know, kind of similar to Las Vegas Legends. They've had teams that have played in multiple leagues. And as you mentioned, Kapo FC... They played in Nisa Nation. They played in the USL League 2. They played in the United Premier Soccer League, the UPSL. So that club has had that experience. And now they're going to make the jump. And I wish Kapo FC good luck. I wish them well. I don't know all the stadium information, like where they're going to play and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure we'll get that information soon. But it's another West Coast team to kind of help geographically with those Western clubs in the league. So yeah, the way the West Coast division is looking like, at least as of right now as recording this podcast, we got Arizona Monsoon FC, Capo FC, LA Force, Irvine Zeta, and Strikers FC. So that looks like a nice setup there, you know, 
bus trips. You know, I have to fly too much, at least on that side of the division. Now, for Albion San Diego, we still don't know their plans for 2024. As I mentioned in my last episode, uh, another podcast, Night St. Nisa podcast, they did an interview with their head coach, Diego Gomez. And he said in that podcast that it's kind of wait and see mode. Then working out, the owner's working out the league, see if they can play. So we'll see. Uh, now, another club that plans to make an announcement about its future next week, Flower City Union. So I did see this earlier today as we're recording on a Thursday night. Flower City Union plans to make a club announcement on Thursday, January 11th and about its future. And I've been seeing a lot of speculation on social media. You know, there's nothing new. There's been a rumor now for the past couple months that indicate that this announcement is going to be related to their Rumored move that they'll be leaving NISA and they'll be joining uh, USL, United Soccer League. And I mentioned this in my last episode from uh, Karthik Krishnire's article on his uh, Beyond the 90 Substack. And he's he mentioned that in that article that all signs seem to point that Flower City Union is going to leave NISA, and uh, I, I got a chance to to uh, one game, but it was the championship game, and but I did interview their coach Jordan Sullivan a couple of times, and of course Mark Washoe. Love having Mark Washoe on the show. So even though I'll be sad that they're gonna probably leave, not official yet, but next week we'll all know. And if that's the case, look. Flower City Union, I would say their time in NISA, first year was rough, you know, very rocky, you know, getting only two wins. But 2023 was a redemption year for them. They And they bounced back in a big way after a tough start last year, 0-5, and then they started getting results, getting points, getting wins, you know, getting the fans to come out to support them. And then getting into the playoffs and going on that run, knocking out LA Force, knocking out the top team in the league, Chattanooga FC, to get to the final and beat the Michigan Stars. And, you know, that was a fun team to watch. And because it just seemed like, especially during the playoffs, they just got better and better and better and coming up with different ways to win those matches. So, like I said, you know, I wish if this is what's going to happen, which people have been rumoring and speculating that it's going to happen, I wish nothing but Flower City Union the best, their fans, Mark Washoe, Casey, Nina, and their head coach, Jordan Sullivan, nothing but the best moving forward. And just to clarify, the plan is for Flower City Union to play in USL League 2 for at least a year or two, and then eventually move up to play in USL League 1. All right, let's move on to some player 
news announcements. Now, we haven't had any players move on to like inside NISA clubs, but we've had a couple of players that announce moves from a NISA club to other leagues. USL League One side Lexington SC has signed former Albion San Diego center back Anthony Patty. Now, Patty, he played one season with Albion San Diego, he played 23 matches, and scored one goal for Albion during their 2023 NISA season. So for Patty, this is a big move for him, and I say congrats to him. I know he follows our show. I do appreciate that, Anthony. And, you know, he had a really solid season for Alpion San Diego, one of the key defenders for that club. For them to, you know, turn around. Albion getting blown out in that first game against Chattanooga last year and then turning it around to move him up to fourth in the league. So this was a big deal for Patty getting moved to USL League One, a new challenge for him. So definitely wish him the best of luck there. Another NISA player on the move, MLS Next Pro side Carolina Core FC has signed former Maryland Bobcats FC goalkeeper Alex Sutton. Now, we had Alex Cow, the head coach for Maryland Bobcats, on the show a couple months ago, and he talked about coaching Sutton this season, how amazing he's been playing for the Bobcats, and he had a really good season for them. Made 20 appearances and had seven shutouts for the Bobcats and helping them get to the playoffs. So another solid addition for Carolina Core FC as they prepare for their inaugural season in MLS Next Pro. FC Brownsville has a new boss to lead them for the Nisa Nation Spring 2024 season in the Texas region. Carlos Bartales will be their new head coach to lead FC Brownsville for the spring 2024 season as they look to defend their fall 2023 Texas region championship and try to do well for the spring season, but also the fall season this year to try to get back to the Nisa Nation National Championship Finals. Capo FC will have its Nisa Pro player tryouts next week from January 8th through the 13th. Arizona Monsoon FC will have its second round of player tryouts this weekend. The LA Force player tryouts are coming up soon. And the Maryland Bobcats FC had to postpone its first tryout for the 2024 Professional Combine. The next tryout scheduled for them will be on January 16th through the 18th. All right, everyone, that's the latest news around the NISA League. Now let's close out the show, as always, with my final thoughts. All right, everyone, for my final thoughts, I was browsing around social media to see what I could find for this segment. And I noticed on Instagram that today is Michigan Stars FC goalkeeper 
Tatenda Makruva's birthday. So Tatenda, if you are listening to this episode, happy birthday. And I also shared on my timeline earlier this morning from an article from thecup.us by Jake Silik and the Cup US staff. The article I'm referencing here, I'm reciting here, is the U.S. soccer denies MLS attempt to ruin Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. And they shared their thoughts there about, from their perspective, about the drama between U.S. soccer and MLS trying to pull out the first teams. And it's a really great read. It gives you a deep dive into how we got here, what led to these events, and the schedule we have for 2024 for the Marhunt U.S. Open Cup. Kind of where we're at between the two sides and where we go from here. So I thought it was a really good read. I shared it on my timeline. So if you guys get a chance to read it, please read that article by G. Silik and the team from the cup.us. And I already shared my thoughts on my last episode about the drama between MLS and U.S. soccer. So I don't have to get in all that again. But just my takeaways from the article, from reading it, was that they expect in January or early February for you know the final list of clubs to be confirmed. Uh, as always, we're waiting on you know schedule releases. And as of right now, I know MLS, USL Championship, and USL League One, they've already announced their full schedule for the 2024 season. 40-20-24 season. So, NISA we're waiting on, but as I indicated from the press release from Capo FC, they plan to make that announcement sometime early this month. And MLS Next Pro, that is the other league that has not announced their full schedule as of right now. We also should expect that they will announce the the two round, the first round draw. They will do a draw for the first two rounds of the competition. And we'll announce the full schedule from there. Now, speaking of the schedule, the tournament is expected to start or confirmed. It will start on Tuesday, March 19th to Thursday, March 21st. And the second round begins on Tuesday, April 2nd to Wednesday, April 3rd. Third round, Tuesday, April 16th to Wednesday, April 17th. The round of 32 will be Tuesday, May 7th. And Wednesday, May 8th, round of 16, Tuesday, May 21st, to Wednesday, May 22nd. The quarterfinal will be on Tuesday, July 9th, through Wednesday, July 10th. The semifinals will be on Tuesday, August 27th, through Wednesday, August 28th. And the final will be on Wednesday, September 25th. So those dates we do know. And the thing... And the interesting part that Jake mentioned in his article is the Division Three teams. So NISA, USL League One, and Chattanooga FC, and the Carolina Core FC from MLS Next Pro, those teams are expected to enter in the first round. So this will be different because the last two competitions, 2022 and 2023, they Division three teams were entering in the second round. So it looks like that will change. And Winisa, I don't know this 
the schedule. Like I said, that expects to be announced soon. But knowing that that first round date will be in the middle of March, it, I would think Nisa would have to start the season probably early March. So it looks like you'll have a, the Nisa team to have a couple games or maybe one game. I don't know how the schedule is going to be just yet, but we'll get an answer on that soon. And then you go straight to the Open Cup. So that will be a, a different change. But we'll see. We'll see how these NISA teams adapt to that change, if that is the case, once U.S. soccer officially announced all the clubs participating in the 2024 U.S. Open Cup. Now, I know on social media, NISA has been doing this vote for the 2023 NISA Goal of the year and the 2023 NISA save of the year. So in having fans doing a vote on that. Now my picks are for the goal of the year. It's gotta be Albion San Diego's Jonathan Bizet's with his golazo as Hector calls it on the call there against the Savannah Clovers FC. So that is my pick for goal of the year. My pick for the save of the year, that has to go to Maryland Bobcats goalkeeper Alex Sutton with his double save on Chattanooga FC's free kick attempt. I mean, making back-to-back saves is always impressive. And that one, I feel, is a, a good one. That should win goal of the year. But that's just my opinion. Uh, you fans can vote. You can let me know who you think is going to be the goal of the year and who you think from what the league's been posting, which should be the save of the year. Now, I also shared a week ago about who your picks are, and I shared my picks there. But I also mentioned the best team as one of my questions and who you think is the best team for 2023. My pick, Chattanooga FC. Chattanooga FC, yes, we know they didn't win a championship, but... Chattanooga FC, you know, solid season. They they went out uh, like a what seventeen game unbeaten streak last year, and the roster they had was pretty stacked. So even though they didn't win a championship in Nisa, they still had a very solid season. So I'm giving them the best team title, and then the best kit for 2023 for me. It's got to go to the Maryland Bobcats. I mean, Savannah Clovers, yeah, they had that maroon jersey. That's not too bad. I know the Clovers also released their Creature Comforts blurred jersey. And that's a pretty cool design. I do like that. But I don't think they wore those this past year. So the title's got to go to the Maryland Bobcats. The gold and black, that's pretty solid. Of course, they have the the white and uh, the red. Kind of looks like an Arsenal kit, but that was a pretty cool having the the kind of the Maryland colors there. But for the Maryland Bobcats, I love that kit. So that is my pick for the best kit for 2023. Now let's get into the 2023 roundup for this podcast my top five episodes from 2023. So my number one episode for 2023 was my interview with 
Gold Star FC head coach and general manager, Alex Lubianski. I had 65 plays. My second top episode for 2023 was my interview with the NISA commissioner, John Pruch. That was at 61 plays. However, I would say when I posted that interview with the commissioner, John Pruch, that was probably the most shared interview for 2023 because I was monitoring the analytics and for that show. And within five days, guys, it was already at 50 plays. It hadn't even been a week since I posted it, and it had already gotten 50 plays. So it finished the year out with 61, but still very impressive. Now, my third episode, my third top episode of 2023 was the 2023 NISA Championship Recap. That was at 56 plays. And I did get a comment on this episode on Reddit from Yankee Boy. And here's what he had to say. Quote, I really enjoyed and appreciate the podcast and the efforts that go into creating and sharing it. I also really appreciate the very measured and classy approach to discussing Chattanooga's exit. The news about the expansion clubs and Cal FC was also very informative. Maximum respect, end quote. So, just wanted to share that, but thank you, Yankee Boy, for the kind words. And while we're on this topic, guys, if you could do me a favor and just share the episodes with your family members and friends, and if you guys want to leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do. I appreciate that very much. Now let's move on to my fourth episode, the fourth top episode for 2023 for the Nisa Day FC podcast. And that goes to Dennis Pope. Dennis Pope, of course, we interviewed him in early 2023 with Nisa Nation coming back and talking about his plans and everything. And of course, Nisa Nation, I was very happy to see them back on track and growing with the Southwest region, the Pacific region, the Texas region, and now they're gonna add more regions for this year. So very exciting stuff. I've always enjoyed having Dennis Pope on the show and we'll definitely get him on the show again this year. So that show had 53 plays and then my top five, this is number five, my number five episode, top episode for 2023. That went to Flower City Union head coach, Jordan Sullivan. So Jordan Sullivan, this is like the, after the announcement was made that he got a job for Flower City Union. I interviewed him a couple weeks later and he had to share his perspective on the team and being a former player and now being a, the head coach. And as you know, Flower City Union had a great year making the playoffs, going on that deep run and winning the NISA championship in 2023. And I've had Jordan Sullivan, just like Dennis Pope on multiple times on the show last year. And that was very fun. And um, once Flower City Union announces its plans for its future, 
We'll see. I think for 2024, I kind of want to see if I can maybe do an interview on some former NISA clubs and see, kind of learn like their experience in NISA and how wherever they moved into another league and kind of how they've been building from there. But that's another project for another day, but still, you know, something I'm thinking about. So we'll see. I, I might check in on Flower City later this year and see how things are going for them wherever they end up going next. Now, my top overall episode of all time that still belongs to Peter Will. Uh, he's still the all-time leader in episodes played at 132. Of course, I did this interview way back in September of 2020. And Peter Wilt, just so you guys know, in case you didn't know, he was my first interview for this podcast when I started way back then, September 2020. So, of course, this is back when Chicago House, or back then it was Chicago Nisa, but that eventually became Chicago House when they were prepped and going to Nisa. So, in case you guys are wondering what the interview is about, that's what it was about. So, hey, you guys want to listen to it, you guys are welcome to do so. And uh, that was a really fun interview. I really had fun. And speaking of that, we are now in season five now for the Nisa Today FC podcast, which means this September will be the fifth anniversary of this show. So it's been five years. It's hard to believe that it's been that long that I've been doing the show. But I appreciate all support and love from you guys. And let's keep this thing going. So 2024 is going to be a big year for this show. And I'm very excited. So once the season gets going in March, we're going to be all in, guys. We're going to be all in this year. So it's going to be great. going to be great. So now that I shared that feedback on my top episodes of 2023, you probably noticed that four of those five episodes were all interviews. Only one recap show was on there. That was my... 2023 NISA Championship Recap. So, what the listeners are telling me is, you want more interviews, huh? Well, don't worry, guys. I'm pretty sure we're going to get more interviews this year. I believe I had 12 last year, so I'm pretty sure we can top that this year. And I did get a comment on X from BSA Sports Management. And they mentioned to me that they would love me to interview more of their clients. So don't worry, BSA Sports Management. You just keep tagging me, your clients, when they get signed by NISA clubs for 2024. And I'm pretty sure I will get some of them on this show. And guys, if there's anybody you guys want me to interview, you can always DM me on X on my handle at JT underscore Taylor 88. And you can also share on my Instagram page and the Nisa Today FC timeline as well. I think I also want to look into probably interviewing some people in Nisa Nation, like coaches and players. That's something I didn't do last year, other than attending the, the presser for the Nisa Nation National Championship final between Nova FC and Las Vegas Legends. But we'll see. That's another project on my list that we'll try to see. We can make it happen this year. All right, guys. 
since we're in the new year, I wanted to know, what are your New Year's resolutions for the league? Now, I'm going to throw this out there because, guys, we get this every year. Someone's going to post, oh, hope the league pays the refs, or I hope this team doesn't fold, or Team B, fold, or whatever, and hope this team makes it the season, hope the league doesn't die, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Guys, we get that every year. So all I'm asking for is give me something bold. Give me a bold prediction. Like, Chattanooga's gone now. They're in MLS Next Pro. So who do you think is going to be the this year's Chattanooga? Who's going to be the dominant team in NISA for 2024? Now, I know we don't know all the teams yet. Hopefully we'll know by the next episode, hopefully soon. But who do you think has the best chance to be the top team in NISA this year? Who do you think is going to go to the playoffs? Who do you think is going to win the NISA championship in 2024? And which team do you think has the best chance to make a deep run in the U.S. Open Cup? Which NISA team is going to beat Chattanooga? (laughs) Or which NISA team is going to beat an MLS side? Some bold prediction. Or maybe you think a NISA team might win the U.S. Open Cup. I don't know. Just give me something bold, guys. Give me a good prediction. Now, I know on the player side, we we don't know who's staying, who's going between the teams. But hopefully once that gets sorted out, you know, why not? Throw it in there. Who, who do you think's got the best chance to win the Golden Boot? So just give me something bold. Now, for me, I don't have any, new, like, team-specific New Year's resolutions because we don't know the teams and players just yet. But I do have some New Year's resolutions, you know, in general. And, you know, 2024 is going to be a big year for American soccer. We got, you know, Copa America going on. We got the uh, Summer Olympics in Paris going on. So I know we'll be paying attention to the, the U.S. Women's National Team. Hopefully they can get back on track after what happened in the World Cup last year. And, you know, the the U.S. Men's team, they'll also be in the Olympics this year, even though that's a U23 team. But still, it'll be interesting to see how they do as well. You know, it's going to be another year of messy mania, so that's nothing new. And, you know, for Nisa, you know, I just hope that, especially now that we're going to focus on regional play, we don't know. It could be 10, 12, 14 teams. We, we don't know. But, Whatever the final number may be, I hope the regional team set up will help these teams financially, and I'm sure it will. And uh, my hope is with this, the news release for the schedule that, you know, I just think it's going to be better if it's, you know, everyone plays everybody in their division twice, and then you have, like, maybe one crossover game between the other division. That That's kind of what... I'm hoping for at least, you know, and that'll make it easier on the clubs. As for the Nisa Independent Cup, I hope that the Nisa Independent Cup, I know Dennis Pope and Nisa Commissioner John Proof, they've talked about some potential changes. I know that hasn't been announced yet, but if we do some changes, I hope it does make the Nisa Independent Cup, you know, more exciting and, you know, the, the pro teams. You know, I know that they've all played. Well, 
we've had some teams opt out the last couple of years, but hopefully this year we get them all in this time. And we'll see. We'll see how it plays out on the Nisa Independent Cup this year. But I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to, you know, seeing what Nisa has in store for the 2024 season. So that's just some of my Nisa-specific ones while we're still waiting on some more developments on the 2024 season. But my other ones here for soccer in general is just my top one, obviously, support local soccer. No matter what league your team plays in, support local soccer, whether that's buying merch, you know, season tickets, all that good stuff to keep the team going. Support local soccer. That's like my number one, especially after what we've seen in the soccer landscape over the, the years with soccer wars and MLS trying to take over the game and all this stuff. But teams that are outside MLS, we're talking like USL, NISA, NPSL, you know, Midwest Premier League, the Amateur Leagues, uh, Chattanooga FC and Carolina Core FC, those are independent, so support those guys. But support local soccer. Support those teams any way you can, whether you want to cover the team, buy season tickets, merch, every little bit helps those guys. Now, for the U.S. Open Cup, my next one here is, you know, when we get these, if you have a lower division side that's hosting a game, or even an MLS Next Pro team, like Chattanooga FC or Carolina Core, or you get to host an MLS side, go to that game. Go to that game and support that underdog. You know, I, I did that last year with Chicago House. You know, they made it to the tournament for the first time. They're going to be back in again this year. And... I went to the first game for the Open Cup against the Milwaukee Bavarians. I missed the second one against Ford Madsen, but I watched the game. And then the third game against Chicago Fire. Are a fan of low division soccer, and your team is hosting a big time club. Get out there and support that team, the Open Cup. MLS feels the Open Cup has kind of lost its way, but let's prove them wrong. Let's prove them that. We care about this. And I know U.S. Soccer, they stuck up for the tournament. And U.S. Soccer, they stood up for that tournament and wants to support, you know, the lower division soccer sides and the amateur teams because at the end of the day, this tournament, that's what it's all about. Now, we know, as I mentioned in the article I was mentioning, they still got to sort some stuff out and all that. But, you know, I hope for the U.S. Open Cup at least – U.S. Soccer puts more investment. Uh, CPS Sports, if they end up taking the tournament full time and you know can stream all the games, that'd be great. And as fans, the least we can do is get out there and support. So that's like my second thing. And then my last New Year's resolution here that I have is support all the NISA-related podcast shows. Yes, you know, there's my show, Nisa Day FC, and the Nights of St. Nisa podcast where we cover the league as a whole, but support, you know, the team podcast as well. Maryland Bobcast from 
Rooster and the Villain, the official Savannah Clovers podcast. And I hope this year some NISA teams get in on the podcast. I I don't think LA Force has one. I don't think the Michigan Stars have one either. Uh, but I hope these NISA teams can, you know, get going. I mean, yeah, they're doing well on social media and all that. Some are kind of struggling a bit, but they gotta the content is one thing, but getting podcasts, you know, getting videos out and all that, that's also a big deal as well. So I hope the we have some more NISA teams do that. Now I know Chattanooga FC, they're not in the league anymore, but still support the four two three soccer pod. Those guys do a really good job. So that is my New Year's resolutions, at least so far. And now, guys, it is time to close out the show. All right, everyone, that will conclude this edition of the Nisa Today FC podcast. If you guys have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, you can reach out to me on X. My handle is at JT underscore Taylor 88. And you can also reach out to me on my Instagram page as well. And if you guys like the show and want to keep up with all the latest updates, you can follow us on our social media handles. We are on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. We are on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. We are also on threads at Nisa underscore Today FC at threads.net. And we are on X at Nisa underscore Today FC. You guys enjoy your weekend and I'll see you next time.